The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. This show brought to you by Jersey Ninja. New items added weekly, superior quality products, excellent selection, competitive pricing, 100% satisfaction guaranteed. That's Jersey Ninja at JerseyNinja.com. Your source for great quality hockey jerseys and performance wear products. Crisis for the geek kind. Top geek officials admit they underestimated the hipster's defense capability. Join the revolution and save the galaxy. Geeks from all over the globe are joining up to fight for the future. They're doing their part. Are you? Want to know more? Join Weeby Geeks and the Geek Revolution and save the world. Service guarantees citizenship. Want to know more? Welcome to another episode of Weeby Geeks. I almost said another show. Mm-hmm. I almost did. I didn't, <clears throat> but I almost did. So, um, it is your dashing duo, Derek and myself, Mike. How are you doing, Derek? I'm cold. It's, it's supposed to be in the negatives tonight. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're, we're actually dropping into the 30s. We're supposed to be into the upper 30s by Sunday here. I would kill for the 30s right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys can always move to Florida. <laughs> no? Nah, too many bugs. <laughs> <laughs> Those are called tourists. <laughs> I kid, or do I? <laughs> uh, check out the homepage, WeBeGeeks.net. Support our affiliates like Biddy Boomers. Use code WeBeGeeks for 15% off your purchase on Bluetooth speakers. Wookie at Rebel Sabers for 10% off your lightsaber needs. Wookie Radio at Hangar-58.com for performance wear needs. They got some great geeky performance wear. Uh, we've had uh, the owner of the of the site and the company on Wookie Radio, and uh, he's got some great stuff. Yeah. Uh, I ordered the Separatist and New Republic t-shirts from them. Mm. So, very, very happy for that. I like them. Uh, I almost want to see, can you just do a plain black one, sleeveless, <laughs> that I could wear underneath my work shirts? They're that comfortable and they're that cooling. Mm. Um, also, too, at Red Flag Workshop, use code SMUGGLER3 for patches, which he just released some new uh, Lord of the Rings themed patches. Ooh. There's some new um, Star Wars key rings coming. Hmm. And of course, stickers for all the national park stuff and other patches he does. Check that out. So, some great stuff there. 
And of course, as you heard, Jersey Ninja. Use code WeebyGeeks for 10% off your purchase of hockey jerseys. Uh, if you're a hockey player, uh, he's got some hockey socks available that are themed for the holidays. Whether it's <coughs> Valentine's Day, St. Patrick's Day at the moment. Uh, but they're going to have stuff for the different holidays. And even some some plain colored ones coming. Uh Zoe is actually learning how to skate, and once she learns how to skate, she wants to uh, learn how to play hockey. I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> now, league fees, she goes, no, I don't want to join a league. I don't want to join a team. I just want to be able to go do skate and shoot and play around, and eventually, as I get older, go go do pickup, go play drop-in as I get older. Like, okay. Cool. Hmm. She wants to learn the sport, learn how to play, so she could play when she wants to and not be committed to a team. Respect that. That's very cool. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, uh, they also have performance hoodies and joggers, which, hey, maybe Nancy wants a new pair of like, sweatpants, performance wear sweats. Mm. They have some plain colored along with uh, ones for the holidays. The saying basketball jerseys, some other stuff. So check them out. JerseyNinja.com. I do believe there is a name change coming because the performance pants I have have the new name. And I think he's going with Ninja Syndicate. Interesting. So, so uh, let's get into some stories. We're going to start off uh, like we tried to do with some collectibles, and then uh, we'll hit TV streaming, and then movies, and then uh, end with that segment that we have made brought to you by Jersey Ninja with the top 10 comics that have uh, made big moves in prices. So, uh, first two stories are coming from the toy book. And the Lego group is continuing to target the, the kid adult market. <laughs> That's kid adult market. Adults who think they're kids. Which I don't think I am. I am. I am yeah. a kid. I am a kid adult. Perfect term. I am a kid adult. I'm proud of it. Yes. But no, I'm not changing the name of the show from Weeby Geeks to Weeby Kid Adults. Because <laughs> geeks applies to. Mm-hmm. Um, but. To celebrate the 100th anniversary of the K2 telephone box late in the latest Lego idea sets, Lego ideas is doing a red telephone, a red London telephone box. Nice. This I would love to get because, yeah, as you know, at Disney, at Epcot, we have two red telephone boxes. Actually, there's three in the UK. Two still have working payphones on them. Adam. Oh, yeah. Yep. Hmm. So I uh, kind of almost want to get this just to do, I want to build the, I almost want to build it, but remove some of the other elements around, that are a part of this that don't fit in at Epcot or, or change it up slightly to fit what's at Epcot and make it look more like one of our, our telephone boxes at, at Epcot. Mm. That's what I would do. Mm. And that's okay. I could do that. I'm allowed. So, you know, they could very easily make that a TARDIS. If it was blue. <laughs> yep. Uh, speaking of the TARDIS, I forgot where it is. But on Google Maps, there is a blue police box that is labeled the TARDIS. And you go inside and you click to go inside it. Instead of seeing the inside of the phone booth, it takes you into the TARDIS. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know if it's still there or not. Um, I wonder. TARDIS. Uh, oh, yeah. Wow, this is from 2013. <laughs> I'm going to send you this link, Eric. This is so cool. <laughs> it really is. Now I'm curious to see if it's still there. I'm hoping it's still there. I'm checking right now. There's the police box. Come on. Go back. 
<laughs> yes, it's still there. <laughs> nice. Hey, have you been to it yet? Not yet. Oh, it's still there. That's I, awesome. I'm going to have to remember this link so I can add it into the show notes. This is, this is awesome. <laughs> you, you're, you go into the TARDIS. It's the, if you want to go looking for it, it's the Earl's Court Police Box. Nice. So, yeah, it's, it's so cool. <laughs> it's so cool. Um, so yeah, uh, from Mike Smee, head of street at ET group, the K2 red phone box is seen as a British cultural icon throughout the world. And we're celebrating the delight that Lego group is celebrating the hundredth anniversary of its design with this model. Fast forward to today. And whilst communications has rapidly evolved, the iconic K2 continues to play a part in communities through BT's adopt a kiosk scheme. So that's pretty cool. They're they're being they're still being kept. They're being transformed into something. Yeah, I like that. So that that's awesome. Uh, to continue on from the toy box, Hasbro launches new Ghostbusters toys and action figures. Ooh, yes. And here's the fun part: there are four, five inch. Oh wait, there are two sets of action figures in this lineup. There are four five inch fright features figures, including Callie Phoebe and Trevor Spangler, along with Gary Guberson. These figures feature five points of articulation, a proton pack, and a blaster wand. Each figure also comes with a stretchy ghost, including Pukey, <laughs> Bonesy, Slimer, or Possessor. That can be stretched over the figure. Pukey and Bonesy and <laughs> Slimer. That's good. Now, they look I, I, I love the fact that they're five POA. I'm kind of digging that, which in the world of, hey, we could do multi-points of articulation. You know, 5POA is good, too. It's it's not to what we grew up with as kids. Mm. And I'm very nostalgic about that. That's why I think Reaction's got a great thing going with their stuff from, uh, with Super 7 with Reaction. Just yes. the thing that has me with Reaction is... The price. The price. I know. I would love to get a bunch, like, like the whole G.I. Joe line, but they're wicked expensive. Oh, just to even troop build with the G.I. Joe line. It's mm-hmm. crazy nuts. But the fact that you can is something that Hasbro dropped all with years ago. Mm-hmm. And and now that, oh, they're starting to kind of do that a little bit with, with Star Wars. Why, you, why can't you go back and do that with the with the vintage G.I. Joe figures? Yeah, right. Let's do the different naval grunts, Air Force troops, Cobra troops. Let's do it. Yeah. Why not? Come on. Do it. Um, but no, I mean, these, these thing that gets me is five, uh, or five inch. So the standard three and three quarter inch. Yeah. But I guess it kind of, now, okay, now I see why. Because they're also doing Kenner Classics, the real Ghostbusters. Right. Uh, from the animated series. Mm-hmm. And these four is of course race dance that comes with jail jaw ghost peter venkman which comes with gruesome twosome <laughs> egon spengler which comes with sore throat ghost excuse me and winston zedmore zedmore which comes with the scream roller ghost oh i see why it's sore throat ghost okay <laughs> <laughs> not because i burped <laughs> 
but these originals were five inch figures back in the day. Yes. So for these to be in line with that, and then on top of that, um, there are other toys representing represented in the Hasbro new, Hasbro's new line, the Track and Trap Ecto One, which is compatible <laughs> with the Fright Features action figures, which is the newer set. Very cool. Um, and I believe will be interactive with the real Ghostbusters, or should be if they're the same sizing. Right. Uh, but also, too, kids could interact with their own Slimer with the Squash and Squeeze interactive toy. <laughs> Not just kids. But where's the slime? It should have slime coming out. True. But it'll make more than 40 noises and can be squished and shaken. 40 noises? Oh, now I want to get it to see what noises it makes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Always wanted a Slimer. I think this is a Slimer to get. Uh, mm-hmm. the, and then there's a Zap and Blast Proton Blaster to fight ghosts. The blaster features LED light effects and makes more than 20 sound effects. Cool. I just want Slimer. And the picture they show of Slimer is awesome. Yeah. It really is. I, I, I want Slimer. <laughs> I guess the Ecto-1 comes with the Slimer. Yeah, it comes with the stretchy Slimer. Yeah. So, um, and then from Funko, the, a sequel to the 1999, wow, 1999, that means 25 years this year, um, fan favorite parody galaxy quest has yet to materialize, Wow! but there's been talk of a TV series. Yes, there has the movie, which would still love to see. Don't know if it'll happen, um, but Funko has launched figures of. Uh, okay, so one might argue it wouldn't be worth doing without Alan Rickman. Agree, but the series could be done as a way to honor Rickman. Yes, and since we don't have a choice, <laughs> right? I think, uh, yeah, I think it would be a good way to honor him. So, um, so the Funko, so Funko has launched figures of Alexander Dane, Dr. Lazarus, Fred Kwan, Tech Sergeant Chin, um, Jason Nesmith, Commander Quincy, Peter Quincy Taggart, and Guy Fliegman, and the alien warlord, General Saurus. <laughs> now, the General Saurus specialty series exclusive Funko Pop is now available at Entertainment Earth. I have the blue patch that, uh, is it Chen has? Oh, really? Yeah, it was um, Loot Crate. When they did their Loot mm. Crate vault, they had it for like two bucks. So I picked up one and actually put Velcro on the back so I could put it on one on my, uh, my one convention back. Nice. I thought it was cool. I wish they did the other colors because I would love to have gotten the, the purple and the blue. <laughs> <clears throat> and the red, which we're missing the red. But we're also missing um oh the kid. It's gonna drive me. Uh from the crew, we're missing um Tommy Weber, and we're also missing Gwen DeMarco. Hmm. So yeah. That's who we're missing from the initial crew. So uh, pre-orders for everyone is available on Entertainment Earth. 
They should be available on Amazon and Hot Topic in the very new future. Uh, like we said, Saurus is already available on Entertainment Earth. Uh, the Guy and General Saurus Funko Pops are exclusive to the Funko Shop and Specialty Series, respectively. So Specialty Series is Entertainment Earth. Hopefully these will do well enough to get more pop figures of the Galaxy Quest crew in the future. Yes, please. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, to wrap this up, will there be a Galaxy Quest 2? As of April 2023, a Galaxy Quest TV series was reported in the works for Paramount+. Plus. Right. Uh, in speaking with comicbook.com's Chris Killian, in support of the Santa Clauses, Alan revealed he's looking forward to getting Galaxy Quest 2 off the ground any way possible. I say if they were able to do such a successful run with the Orville, which I want season four. I know. Hashtag, we want season four, the Orville. Let's get that going. Or, or no, make it simpler. The Orville season four. Let's get that going. And let's do a TV series where maybe the first two, three episodes is the the original crew, original cast handing off things to maybe the crew that was that helped them on Earth. The fans, they become the crew. Interesting. Or something similar. Hmm. Uh, so, yeah, that's my thought. Uh, if not. What, what if the show was a, a prequel and was going back and actually redoing the actual TV episodes <laughs> that became historical documents? So that could be a great thought, too. I could totally see that. And, and maybe have one or two episodes where it's the cast backstage doing all their banter backstage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And seeing some of that behind the scenes stuff, but the show is mainly on set. Hmm. I'm just thinking. Not bad, not bad. Some interesting thoughts. See what good painkillers do. <laughs> um, and then final collectibles, toys, games, story of the week. Uh, Walmart reportedly starting to purge physical games. Yeah, I heard about that a while ago. Uh, Walmart is reportedly gearing up to start getting rid of some of, some of its physical video games. Uh, now we're in the digital age and have been for quite some time, so we're starting to see the ramifications completely on physical media. For years, you had to buy everything on CD or disc. But the internet has has it all. They've evolved. Things have become more accessible through digital means. Songs, movies, even video games have been easier to download in a matter of hours, if not minutes. For video games, you no longer have to go to the store. You can buy the game right when it releases and even download it prior to its release in order to play it as soon as it's available. Yeah, that sounds great, but there are also some problems with that that they don't mention. Um, For example... I don't remember if we talked about it or not here. I think we did. PlayStation, um, they, like, pulled a a bunch of games and stuff. And even if you already bought it in the past, you have no access to it. Right. So it's like, that's the thing with with all the streaming stuff. They can pull the stuff at any point for any reason they want. And you could just lose it forever right that's the downside that's very much a downside 
granted, it is, you know, super convenient, but. <laughs> right. Always um, a there is. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, I think it's it's something like this is almost, if this goes by the wayside, it almost kills the business model of GameStop. Oh, totally. And at that point in time, GameStop should just turn around and rename itself back to ThinkGeek and just be a geek, yes. geek culture show. So, yes. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Completely. Uh, I used to love ThinkGeek. Oh, I love ThinkGeek. Uh, for, for me, you know, I still want some physical games because I still have a Wii, not a Wii U, so I still need to get physical games. Right. Now, PC-wise, since I play on PC, yes, I do the downloads. And I am being part of EA Origin and Epic Games and Steam. I can unload and reload the games at will on my machine. Right, which is how it should be, always. But yeah. uh, Speaking of which, I scored big like a week or two ago. Epic Games, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I thought that was a decent score. Mm. Very decent. So apparently there was a memo that went out. Uh, oh yes, a memo. <laughs> with the memo, it states: Department Five remove and discard Starfield Xbox video game on Monday, January twenty second. The Xbox Series X Starfield video game will be marked down to three cents to, to prepare for its disposal at store level. Three cents. Yep. Thank you for helping process this item off our shelves. So if you have an Xbox Series X, Eric, better go get this game. I do not have an Xbox Series X. Are you planning to get an Xbox Series X? I've been thinking about it. I would say go get this game. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Let me go check my couch cushions for money for change. (laughs) You afford the three cents plus tax. I don't know what tax would be on three cents, but <laughs> more than the three cents <laughs> at this stage mm-hmm. in the game. Yeah, really. So, uh, TV streaming news. The show that has been such a great hit and even did well on TNT, stating or starring an executive produced by Kaylee Kuko, a flight attendant has officially been grounded. Um, on fr- on Friday, Max confirmed that the live-action original series has been canceled after two seasons. That's unfortunate. Yep. Uh, it was based on the book written by Chris Bojellians. <laughs> Bojellian? Sure. <laughs> sure. He's more than welcome to come on to the show and correct us. Indeed. Um, what started out as an attention-grabbing book cover quickly have evolved into an extraordinary flight of a lifetime, Kuko said in a statement. I always envisioned TFA as a limited series, and thanks to an incredible te- creative team, we were able to deliver two thrilling seasons. Personally, playing Cassie has been a dream come true, and I'm grateful for everyone who played a part in bringing this extremely original series to life. Okay, so it's it's canceled after two seasons, but she's still very thrilled with the two seasons they got. Yeah, it was it was it's uh, it was good se- seasons. It was a good show. Uh, I need I need to go back and watch it. I started watching it and then I I fell away from it because other stuff popped up. Mm, it's the story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> um, in a related note, another show that has been canceled after 
only two seasons is uh, Our Flag Means Death. Yes. Yeah. Which is yeah. fortunate because that was an excellent show. Yep. I, I've started watching it too. That one. I, I love that show. Um, Harry Potter TV reboot. It's a surprising update. What a surprise. Yes, it is. <laughs> uh, after seven books and eight incredibly successful live action films, the prospect of another retelling of Harry Potter has been met with an, a wide array of responses. And now we have a bit of an inkling of what shape that might ultimately take. That shape. We've been trying to keep it close to the, to the vest, says HBO chief Casey Bloys. Previously, as he said, in search of a showrunner, we have not, we haven't gone out to agencies. We have our own internal process where we've been thinking about people and we have not wanted to go out into the world. Now that the business is out there or now that the news is out there, we'll start working with the Blair partnership and we'll start going out to the business. Hmm. So... Um, the new report says a number of writers have been commissioned to pitch their idea. Uh, these writers include Martha Hiller from the last kingdom, Kathleen Jordan, teenage bounty hunters, Tom Morgan or Tom Moran from the devil's hour and Michael Leslie, the hunger games, the ballad of songbirds and snakes. You seen that yet? Not yet. No. Oh, it's good. I almost like it. I really like it as a prequel to the Hunger Games, and I almost like it. I can't. I'm almost more excited to see where they go with this than I was with what they were going to do with the Hunger Games or what mm. they did with the Hunger Games. Interesting. And and the the start of the backstory of Snow is very intriguing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the movie's been out for a while, so I know I could say something, but you haven't seen it yet. And if you're planning to see it, I will, I will, or I'll tell you after the show. No, no, wait, please. Yeah. If you could catch it in the theaters, please do. Um, still in the theater? I don't know. If it is, try and catch it. It's so worth We saw it, uh, I think, the weekend before I had surgery. Mm. Oh, it was one of the last films I saw. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, what will Harry Potter reboot be about? Well, the TV series will cover the entirety of the J.K. Rowling's book series, with executives previously hinting that they hope the series spans a decade. Rowling would be involved. Well, no, duh. She's involved in everything she does of her IP. Yeah. <laughs> to say she's not involved, I would go, okay, go buy a lottery ticket now. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. But she would be involved to make sure that it remains loyal to her original material. So, yeah. Uh, will Daniel Radcliffe appear in this? No, probably not. Or yeah, probably really- should. Because it's, it's going to be a retelling. Uh, the, one, the one rumor speculation I heard was each season was going to cover a story. Or cover a different book. Or hmm. a season and a half cover a different book to try and stretch it out. Well, that brings the question. Is that... Isn't it really something that's needed? Uh, apparently, she needs more money, so yes. <laughs> She's already rich as it is. You do make a good point there. Yeah. I mean, look at what she makes from Universal Theme Parks alone. Mm. That's probably just pocket change. <clears throat> um, This one, I'm excited for, but I kind of reserved about. Tron 3 begins filming. Yeah. 
uh, previously revealed to be titled Tron Ares, though there's potential change. Uh, the news about the sequel was sporadic last year, thanks to the strikes, but now that the holiday season is over, Tron 3 has kicked off. Director Joaquin Roning, who has a big Disney sequel experience from 2017's Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man Tell No Tells, is behind the camera for the movie and has the first official photo from Tron 3, which is basically a production chair with... <laughs> Tron spelled T R three N in the Tron font. Oh, clever! <laughs> on the chair. Now, to be honest with you, I want the chair. <laughs> I wouldn't mind having a chair like this. And who knows? Maybe one day I'll have a production chair that says "We Be Geeks Podcast Collective" on the back. <laughs> it's custom for the studio. I would never sit in because I would still probably break it, but. It would still be fun to get. Um, but his post is week one on the grid is the caption to go with with the picture. Hmm. Uh, the filmmaker also tagged Disney and star Jared Leto in the image. No, that's why I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, both previous Tron movies were primarily lit in blue, but the image for Tron 3 shows the intense red lights bathing the set, change that will certainly have fans wondering. Did you ever watch the Tron animated series? No, I still haven't. I think it's still on Disney+. Plus. I'm almost done re-watching it for the second time. I start. I, I got almost all the way through, and then uh, I got distracted to something else that I knew I needed to catch, <laughs> and then just things at work got crazy, and I just didn't have the time. <clears throat> so, um, other cast in the film are supposed to be Evan Peters from X Men: Days of Future Past, Present, uh, Future, whatever. I like. He's good. Uh, American Horror and American Horror Story. Uh, Greta Lee from Spider Man Across the Spider Verse. Jodie Turner Smith from The Last Ship. And Sarah, mm-hmm. Sarah Deschardins from Yellow Jackets. And Cameron Monahan from Gotham. Wasn't he a Joker character in Gotham? Um, I don't remember now. I want to say he was. Yes. Yes, he was. That's right. He was the Joker character. Or the character who eventually becomes the Joker. Right. So, yeah, that, that's going to be cool having him in the show. Mm. In the film. Uh, I, I almost wish this film would almost be uh, Tron Uprising brought to the big screen. Carried forward in time. Tron Uprising... Uh, pretty much leads into or almost takes place yeah it leads into Tron 2 I remember right it was only 13 episodes too which is a shame oh really yeah that, got, that one got cut short so um, and then finally being brought to you by Jersey Ninja use code WeBeGeeks for 10% off your purchase top 10 comic books rising in value in the last week Number 10, Ultimate Spider-Man number one, Mark Cicchetto. Mm. Costume tease, B, from 2024. Hmm. Uh, no. What a better way to revisit the storied history of Spider-Man than with a slew of variants featuring some of his most beloved suits in time. 
this variant featured the Ben Riley Spider-Man costume when he became the sensational Spider-Man. Uh, high sell for a raw copy of $30 and current near market fair market value of $25. And hmm. at number nine, <laughs> you're going to love this. <laughs> And I'm going to tell you, this week is pretty much an all-Marvel week. <laughs> number nine, Ultimate Spider-Man number one, Marco Cicchetto, costume tease, C. <laughs> That's right, another homage. Of <laughs> course, 2099 had to receive his share of the spotlight. Ah, yes. Uh, again, $30 for a raw copy and near market value, near market, or near mint fair market value of $19. <laughs> Number eight from 1999, Daredevil. Number nine, uh, Echo, Echo has made her debut on the small screen, and now everyone gets a chance to go and try and grab the book that she came from. And this is this is the book that uh, I guess she made her first appearance in, or is a big story. Um, yeah, tracked. A CGC 9.8 at $250 fair market value for a raw near mint $96. Wow. Not yeah. too sharp. Uh-uh. Number seven from 2024. Ultimate Spider-Man number one. Tony S. Daniel, one of 25 variant. This is the highest ratio on the list. May be the hardest cover. Spider-Man is enraged and looks like someone not to be messed with. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, he might. This might be one of the more recognizable variations, thanks to his recent success in Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. With the debut of this book, there's a variant for everyone. Fans had trouble deciding which one to acquire, but this book saw enough action to make it to the list. <laughs> High sell, but thirty dollars for a raw copy. Near market or near mint fair market value, nineteen dollars. <laughs> Wait, did I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number six, Kid Venom Origins, number one. The Luciano Vecchio surprise, one per store. Marvel 2024. This book has been hot for two weeks in a row, although it's cooled slightly thanks to the ultimate Spider-Man fever. <laughs> One has expected this surprise one per store variant because fans causing fans to scramble to acquire a copy. It's a brilliant cover with the details of the origin of Marvel's newest edition within. Those who could snag a copy were very happy to pay the price and add it to the personal collection. One per store. Mm. <laughs> a high sale value of fifty dollars for a raw copy, near market, near mint, fair market value, thirty-four dollars. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, back to Ultimate Spider-Man number one, J. Scott Campbell. Ooh. Of course, Marvel had to bring back J. J. Scott Campbell to bring us this fantastic cover featuring a happy Peter and MJ. Oh, that's nice. I love they've J. Scott. On, they've been on the rocks for some time, and this cover hits fans right in the fields. Yeah. So, uh, go ahead. I was just going to say that'll do it. $23 for a raw copy and current raw near mint. Number four, Ultimate Spider-Man number one, Mark Paquetto design, one of ten. While all of the copies have been hot, this one quickly approach is quickly approaching the top of the list. This issue introduces Richard and May Parker, the children of Peter B. Parker and MJ, 
the cover features Kaketo's rough designs for the character with the final iterations popping up on the number two spot of this list. So uh, it's been tracked at $18 for a raw copy and $13 for a near mint fair market value. Hmm. Now I'm going back and looking at the covers. Going, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, number three, Ultimate Spider-Man number one, Mark Kaketo's costume tease A. Of course, the variant featured the black suit, which were is much love it's one of spider-man's fan favorite iterations with a rich history behind it that history was revamped when ultimate comics launched and it may get one again it's no surprise it's commanding some of the highest value out of all the iterations high sale for a raw copy of 60 dollars and near mint of 52 dollars nice at number two, Ultimate Spider-Man number one, Ryan Steigman, uh, the highest mover of all the variants at a whopping 132 copies sold on the aftermarket. Hmm. That crushes the runner up number one on this list by 50 copies. Why? Because it bears the distinction featuring the debut of Richard May Parker on their first cover in their final forms. Interesting. Uh, high sale for a raw copy of $26, near market, 23 So uh, fans want more, and the aftermarket sales are indications of the sentiment. <clears throat> and number one, Ultimate Spider-Man number one, the Mark Paquetto regular cover. <laughs> uh, rarely do we see cover A win the day, but when we saw that with this book, when it, oh, we saw that with this book, when it dropped, there was a massive run on the variant covers, as that's often when the value is immediately after release. This book bucks the trend, and with sales topping out at $70 for a raw copy, why is that a mystery outside of the obvious? It was left behind. That's what makes this book winner of the week. So again, $70 for a raw copy, near mint, $58. Hmm. So since we started doing this, uh, this is the first week that it's been an all Marvel and pretty much almost an all Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> Darn you, Daredevil. <laughs> Throw a kink in the in the works. Yeah. What's up with that? What's up with that? <laughs> so um, your thoughts on the list? I mean, you know, I love Spider-Man, so it's hard to uh, it's hard to complain about that. <laughs> So, oh, I don't have anything else. You got any final thoughts? I do not. Or do I? I do not. Well, then nope. uh, we tentatively have a awesome guest for next week. Mm-hmm. Wait, um, I'm going to say you have nothing else. I've got nothing else. And until next time. <laughs> So, um, the bad crowd you've been hanging out with is a science fiction club? This has been a Weeby Geeks production.